good to be here's for the probably this will be a two-parter so penultimate scum and villainy time i guess also a debrief you get the idea but like you know inject some finality into it <laughs> do it with as like your dying breath <laughs> hi i'm jory i play shana the captain and it's good to be here that's good i like that you said you wanted finality I, yes. Let's see what happens when I say yes. This episode, it is me, Jordan Dawson, and I play Leo, the scoundrel. Uh, fuck, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eli. I play Clara, the mechanic, and it's good to be here. That was my AI. Hi, I'm Jillian. I play November the Stitch, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm the GM, and it is good to be here. Welcome to Many Realms. obviously start on the ship and let's kind of see uh where we left off a little bit i mean we know that november uh kind of burned the midnight oil and like took additional stress just to make sure that uh, they could finish researching leo's medical data that they downloaded from Koyama headquarters we know that shana has been working to put together these uh mysterious maps and documents that you found scattered across the sector uh, Leo announced that he was going to be vacating the ship soon. Clara uh, almost lost Jeeves. What's the tone like on the ship? Let's like frame a scene together. Um, I mean, I think the energy on the ship is pretty desperate. Mm-hmm. At least um, on my end, like November really did just stay up all night trying to figure this out. Um, she is still injured. From the jellyfish. Mm-hmm. But also, um, yeah, I mean, November wants to be like, Leo, I figured it out. I know, I know what to do, which means you don't have to leave. Yeah, do we want to open with like a Leo in November scene, as we often have in the past? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I feel like you're, I feel like you're sleeping. You're probably like sleeping in your quarters. Okay. This is the middle of the night space night etc um and uh I, I just think there's like aggressive aggressive knocking on your door if it's aggressive i guess i just get up and answer the door i wouldn't be like oh who is it <laughs> yeah no, um november is standing there with like a, a a data pad and uh they look exhausted and awful you look tired don't don't worry about me leo leo i i figured it out I figured out your your arm. I, I, I went through all of the medical records. I, I know what to do. Uh, how about Vaisel? I know I missed the last uh, couple, but and I promise it's not really acting up or anything. Once we get the next dose in, it's, I'll be fine again. No, like, I just if, need to get sorry, to- if we, you're not listening, if I, I figured it out, we, 
we won't need the viacell if 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 I can work on it. He turns and sits on his bed. Gestures for you to take a seat on. I guess uh, uh, he's got he's got a lazy boy. Space lazy boy. Well, you know, sometimes he just reclines and like stares at the ceiling. Maybe he's got this those like sticker glow in the dark stars. That. Anyway, that's taking me from the tone from the scene. Uh, she ignores that and sits down beside you because she's gonna show you what's on the data pad. She kind of just launches into like this explanation of how like the muscle, like your your AI muscle thingy works. <laughs> There's better language. There's better language for this. Um, Can I get an attempt at an explanation of how this works? Uh, I would even say session explanation has been provided. It, it has. Um, yeah, so she's, she's like, she's got like an image of like your arm. Um, and his gesturing is like, okay, so like this part here, that's where there are the microfilaments inside your arm and the, the software like talks to the microfilaments to tell them how to, you know, extend your muscles. Um, but the the way that, you know, they extend and retract and all that, it's just, it's like eating you up from the inside. Um, so that's where a lot of the damage is in, in that muscle tissue. Um, and, you know, you're not getting the the like your body's not repairing that like fast enough um and says that you know koyama was was giving you what some some extra boost in there uh on on that uh in that capacity so uh you know your your body's been working overtime to to just try and like <laughs> repair itself and you know there's several different body systems that you know have just been overloaded and that's why you've been fainting and in pain and and whatever else so um yeah, we, we we've got we've got we've got options though. Uh, I mean, both are invasive and involve uh, surgery and whatever. But um, yeah, uh, I wish I could say that um, I'm terribly excited by it, but it uh, sounds like this is more involved than I thought it was. I mean, this surgery. Uh, I mean. Uh, uh, there's gotta be some risk there as well, right? Like this is not just a quick cut and take it out or something. This is, I mean, can anyone even do that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of the actual, in terms of the actual surgery, um, like I feel pretty confident that, you know, I could. I could disable it. I mean, that would slow things down a lot. I mean, you wouldn't really be able to use your arm, um, like, for for a long time. Um, I mean, like, not not in any like kind of kind of stressful way. So, I mean, if you were serious about um, retiring, that then that might be a good um, option. Um, I mean, the code, I. I I can't really um, do much about without help, but um, the uh, the other option would be to to take it out. Um, but I mean, you would you would feel better uh, if 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 that were to be successful. Yeah, and how likely is the success of that? 
uh, I would I would need a team and, and a hospital and a little bit of bells and whistles for the for the second option. But you have options, and I don't want you to just default to the option that this thing is a death sentence and that you need to go hide under a bush like a pet and just you know do that by yourself. Well, November. I sincerely appreciate all of the time, effort, and <laughs> lack of sleep that you've put into this. And it really does mean the world, but um, if it's not too much to ask, just it's, it's a lot to take in initially here. And I think I just need to think it over. I promise I won't make any rash decisions or anything like that. I'm not going anywhere all too soon, but, um, yeah, um, I don't know. It's just a lot. I need to sit with it for a bit. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I understand. Shayna calls everyone to the uh, lounge. Once everybody's in, she and has their coffee and whatnot. It's probably first thing in the morning, maybe a little bit early for her. She says, in light of um, the information that Clara was able to uncover during the debacle with the ghost ship and all of these maps we've been finding at Pularu and at uh, Koyama, I've been able to figure out where we can find the origin site. Um, if you remember, this is where all of the Urbots are coming from, or a big, a big proportion of them. I think this is gonna be tough. There's probably gonna be Legion there. I know they're interested in this and there's gonna be all kinds of hegemony bullshit. However, Leo, if you're thinking of retiring, after this, I would like to give you some kind of package. A retirement package. Yeah. I wasn't able to give you a, uh, a 401k, so this is my way to do that. So if we can do this, I think this can give us a fair few cred to maybe even set you up for a decent retirement. Maybe set up Clara, your family. I don't know. I think if there's as many... Um, as much Ur technology there as I think there might be. This could be it. It's gonna be dark. There's no star nearby, so we're gonna have to be able to navigate that. I don't know what gravity is gonna be there or any of that kind of information. I don't know how many hegemony people are gonna be there. I imagine some, if not a lot. We are one ship. You're saying that a whole host of hegemony ships are going to be there? I don't know. Um, as far as I can tell, there's not much of a population on the planet itself, at least. There's just one, um, one man-made structure there, and otherwise I'm not seeing much evidence of people residing there. Captain, I'll be honest. I think that this plan is presently riddled with holes, but through those holes, 
No, no, that's no, not don't. the path I want to do. <laughs> We must, we must riddle ourselves through the no, walls. No, no, please to close don't. them behind us. I think, uh, I think on the peripheral there is a big opportunity. You're right. What we need is, I think, a little bit more intel, a little bit more preparation, a little bit more understanding of what it is that we're actually getting ourselves into. Now, I know there was a time where where I recalled you to be a very careful, meticulous captain when we first got on this. And in recently, I've noticed a bit of a reckless streak, okay? <laughs> and all I'm asking, Shayna, is that maybe we, for this last job, get, get rid of all of our character oh growth and go back to the first, <laughs> what started it all, <laughs> meticulous planning. I'm gonna ignore I'm going to assume you did not canonically say that last bit. Okay, the <laughs> essence the of sentence. what I said is canon, all right? So Clara is going to say, well, I conveniently thought of something last night. And she pulls out the ur-USB that she stole from Fang in episode one. Ur-USB, I thought. Sure, the ur-USB. I slide it towards Shayna and I say, this is what got kicked me off the records. I actually still haven't looked at it. And you think this is helpful? Even if you just look at it and look at Jeeves, they're clearly from the same place. I don't know what's on it. Hell, I don't even know if it's gonna fry your system, but... Oh, I mean... Can I... Does does my ship have a USB port? Or is it like... You want the ship to read that data? I feel like it makes maybe more sense to have Jeeves read it. Clara did have a near Jeeves death experience, so... If you want Clara to read it on Jeeves... I will take the time to essentially surge protect my bestie. Uh, the first thing I will say is that the the USB that's fantastic. Um, yeah, the um, the port on it is like non-standard, so it doesn't fit any of like the standard inputs on the ship. But that there is a a corresponding input on Jeeves. All right, I pass it back to you. <laughs> I'm just seeing this, sorry. I'm just seeing this being like, you slide this thing across the table, Shana picks it up, and it's like, hey, kid, catch, and throws it completely back <laughs> to you. Oh, I can't. You have the technology. I don't. I don't want to use my technology. Ugh. Clara is going to say, I'll hook it up to Jeeves, or I can rig something to make it compatible with the ship. But either way, it's going to take me about a day before it's done safely. Whatever you think's best. We can, we have a day. Great. Clara will start tinkering away, I guess, writing some preliminary code on Jeeves while this meeting happens. Oksana pipes up, Captain, and she says, Do we know for a fact if uh, the hegemony actually knows where this is? Had they put it together? We've... I, we don't know that they've been to Polodu Station. We've maybe seen things that they haven't. It's possible we are ahead of them. Possible. It's possible. I don't want to assume that. We're using their information. And Koyama information. So you're, you're suggesting that, I guess, the, hegem the, 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 the Legion isn't talking to Koyama. Maybe for once we got lucky. Um, I like your attitude. <laughs> I don't want to presume we're lucky after after the the unlucky streak we've been having, but maybe. Maybe we should move towards this place 
faster rather than slower so we can see for ourselves. Leo, November? When uh, we were on Baftoma and we ran into uh, your, um, um, well, the Legion, um, and, uh, you know, I was trying to uh, it, it sneak around and whatever, that the the Legion guy was, was talking to Varma about something they didn't seem to be to be finding anything and and Varma was getting uh frustrated and thinking like whatever this thing this place is like it doesn't exist and the commander was was very uh sure that it did um so I mean Varma seemed to have resources as well you know she's a collector of old things so um you know it's possible that they they do have resources they have friends in high places if at a, you know Who's to say they don't have, you know, a, K- a Koyama person in their pocket? Like, I don't mean to sound paranoid, but uh, I don't know if I believe in luck. If two months ago they didn't know where this is and they didn't make it to Polaru, that kind of is evidence in Ox's favor that we should gun it. At the end of the day, we won't know until we get there. There's no star. We can probably scope it out before we jump in. And it's not a job that we're taking on for someone and accepting. We can just go in there. And if they're absolutely holed up, we can leave. But why not go? That's a good point. Out of the frying pan, into the fire. I just I just want you to be ready for when the hegemonies got us surrounded by their arsenal. High risk, high reward. That's kind of the name of the game. Leo leaves to go make a call. Make a call. He's also unimpressed. With Shayna's leadership? Uh, both after uh, that, which is the opposite of what I had said that we should do. I said we'd scope it out. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, didn't you just say high risk, high reward? That's the name of the game? <laughs> and both things can be play true. Play it, play it, play it. Let's run it back, run it back. <laughs> Your job, your job as a captain is not to make everyone be impressed with you, you know? But then also, I, when I had said that, you know, I'd retire, leave, this is the last job, and all that, what I had said, that I felt that we were being bad, like we're being very, very, very reckless. And I also feel like, like we're, we're getting into these situations and we're constantly to pull ourselves out of these situations and this feels very same, same. I understand it's the last job, so so he he, but he's on board no matter what, so that's fine. Uh, I just thought that it's good to make it clear that uh, that it's like um uh, a silent affirmation, like okay, I guess we're doing that. Uh, he uh, he's dialing Mosh, his boy Mosh. Yeah, it's time, baby. Mm-hmm. The tax man has come to collect for Mosh because he owes this guy. A favor. You helped save Mosh's niece from a life of uh, gang crime on Gaia City many, many moons ago. I dial him up. Yeah, yeah, you can get him on Aster. He is not on Gaia City presently. He is doing some work uh, closer to Nightfall, and um, he's happy and a little surprised to hear from you. (laughs) Hey, Leo, you old bastard. How you keeping up, man? Oh, falling apart, but staying together all the same. 
How's it been since I last saw you, my friend? Things have been good. Things have been good. I, uh, it was hard, but we made the decision to get off Gaius. It just wasn't working for us anymore. And after all that business with Keela, you know, I just I wanted a fresh start. So we had to take a few losses, but there's better work here and uh, I'm feeling okay. That's good to hear. Well, I mean, I won't uh, waste your time. I imagine that when you saw me calling that you knew uh, it's not going to be all just pleasantries. Though I hope to have the time for that later on. But uh, I got some time-sensitive stuff that I need a hand on. What do you need, Leo? I guess. Uh, I just relayed the just the information to the job to him. I think we're going into a little bit of a, a shitstorm. And I'm not asking you to, you know, fly into the sun here and uh, go away, go guns blazing. But... Uh, Sitting some distance out, maybe being uh, on call if we need you and crew up, get out there. If the pay is what it has the potential to be, then, uh, you know, <laughs> you won't owe me anymore and you might come away a uh, pretty rich man. How big a crew you need? Uh, as big as you can muster. Okay. I mean, we still got the old dog shit kicking around. I could do six, seven folks on it. Six, seven will be okay. Just make sure, uh, make sure they're the right guys and gals. Yeah, I got some good contacts. Ship's got half teeth lasers. If we need to get out of there quick, uh, how shitty is this storm, Leo? Am I laying down my life here? I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a coward. Only you know, Keela's mom passed, so I got to keep an eye out for her, and if. Uh, if anything happens, got to make sure she's set up, you know? Like I said, you know, I, I'm i not going to say that it's not dangerous, but we'll be the ones that are in the thick of it. I'm just asking you to stay on call. At the end of the day, if we give you that call and you see what we're in and it's too deep, you know, I won't blame you if you just turn around. I understand that you got people to go home too. We're just kind of a motley crew here. Most of us only got ourselves, so you know, family comes first. I understand. You're a good man, Leo. I do my best. Send me the cords. I'll be there. Mosh uh, disconnects from Aster with a smile. Is there anything else before we move on to the destination? What's up with the RSB? Right. You want to take a day and work on that. Okay. Uh, so are you making a rig for the ship or plugging it into Jeeves? I want to make a rig for the ship. Okay. Because Shayna gave me permission. Okay, then I'm going to need you to make a rig roll. Don't destroy my ship, though. I'll be mad at you. Okay. I want to take stress. Okay. Four, four, three. Four? Can I get a little flavor? What's it like building this rig up on the bridge to plug this in? Yeah, I'm in a rush, so like while Clara is capable of soldering and properly rigging and making it look like something, this is not that. The main issue is that Clara is like, okay, I'm pretty sure this will work. However, this thing is like held together by duct tape, basically. Like I have gotten this thing to work, I have confirmed it, it will not fry your ship as long as nobody bumps it. <laughs> Okay, um, so it takes the better part of uh, the day for Clara to rig up this interface for the RSB. 
and assuming you guys are not just like waiting adrift and that you're still making a course for the origin site, um, by the time she's finished, it is starting to come into view as a as a pale gray dot on the horizon of the viewport of the Houndstooth. Um, Clara has made a big mess of your bridge, Shayna, and has like looped cables through different sections and not taped them down effectively, uh, and just has like buckets of tools spilling out over the console as she's rigged up uh, both a a conduit to connect the uh, the RSB, but also surge protection to make sure the ship isn't damaged by whatever's on it. I imagine everyone's gathered around when it's time to plug this thing in and see what happens. Um, I'd also like to make sure that I'm like keeping an eye on the radar if there's any other ships in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Clara, maybe with some ceremony, pops this thing in and watches as one of the console screens on the dash of the Houndstooth flickers to life. A few different things happen here. First, uh, on the screen, Clara, that you're examining, the RSB just starts executing a huge amount of code. Um, it's programmed to just drop drop a file uh, the second it's plugged in anywhere. Uh, and it, it goes so fast, you're able to kind of pull it and copy it and bring it onto your own hard drive to examine, but it just starts tearing up uh, deploying these files before you can really figure out what exactly is going on. Um, the screen gets taken over with an image of uh, another map of the sector. And this time you can see there are a number of glowing pinpoints across the map. This isn't just like the area where this planet is. This is this is Breck, this is Io. This is even a little bit beyond Perseon Sector from what you can tell from basic landmarks of planets and moons. And um, you cast your eye about and you see that there are uh, uh, hundreds of these little dots, some of them in dense clusters, some of them scattered alone. And uh, a little interface, a little display in the corner of the screen reads 712. There are two dots on the um, on the planet. But there are two Urbots on the planet. That's not nothing. The other thing that's happening as Clara is working with this data is that the ship is approaching the origin site planet. Um, it is a gray, rocky planetoid. It's quite small. You can see some sections are tufted with brown and yellow vegetation. Uh, it doesn't orbit a star, it's a rogue planet, and it's fairly dimly lit, so it's hard to make out too many details on the surface. But two things uh, that Shayna has pulled from her scans uh, become quickly apparent. The first is that there is a large chasm on this planet, a huge canyon that runs vertically from your orientation north to south, almost like a scar across the face of this world. It's quite wide and quite deep, uh, and it's hard to see what is going on inside of its lightless depths. The other major notable uh, landmark is um, a, a big cube-shaped structure. It looks kind of like a pyramid with sloped sides, except that the top is flat and not pointed. Um, it's almost a kilometer in uh, length on each side, and it is a lighter shade of white-gray than everything else around it. Um, and as Shana mentioned, it appears to be the only man-made structure on the face of the planet. Shayna, as you start to slow down and uh, get a kind of sweep of the neighborhood to see if there are any hegemony ships around, I mean, just visually, you're not getting any readings, which is a good sign. There's nothing obvious, but um, 
on Clara's four on this rig roll, suddenly uh, yellow pulses of light flash on that screen. All of the Urbot markers start to flash and flicker faster and faster. And Shayna, after a second, you feel the ship controls locked beneath your hands. So if I look at the readings of like what the what the Urusb thing did, I'm seeing like the yellow is the DOS that represent the Urbots, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, easy conclusion is that they're doing this and they don't want us to come can I override? Is there like a manual uh, setting or something that I can do? Why don't you make a helm roll? Yeah. The rest of you notice not that the not that the ship is being prevented from approaching the planet. In fact, quite the opposite. The nose is starting to veer towards the cube on the face of the planet, and the houndstooth is starting to pick up speed as though it's being drawn towards it. I got a five. Okay. The houndstooth starts picking up speed and goes from drifting to rushing to hurtling towards the face of this planet in a matter of moments, Shayna. You curse under your breath as you switch over to the manual override controls and attempt to wrest control away from whatever Clara has done to your ship that she promised she wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, You pull in hard and everyone is Star Trek wiggled and thrown back in the bridge, thank you, as um, you come in for a low emergency landing across this rocky surface, headed straight towards this cube. Shayna, you pull down on the thrusters, try to veer and get as much clearance as you can. The ship's going to take uh, one level of engine damage as uh, it clips a rock formation pretty badly. But Shayna, with your superior helming skill, you are able to at least keep everyone alive and upright as the ship shudders to a rocky halt, um, maybe another half a mile from the face of this cube on the planet. You want to take a look, team? Well, before we get off, Clara would like to see if she can zoom into this map at all. Like, okay, there's two on the planet, but like, are they in the chasm? Are they in the ziggurat? Oh, I see. Um, I would say that as you have gotten closer to the planet and your position on the map has changed, it's pretty clear that both of those dots are within the space covered by this cube, roughly. Okay, I relay that to Shayna and I say, I'm ready, but... You know, it could be a different story if there were a hundred bots still here, but the fact that there's two, I mean, they could be in use by someone, they could be unbelievably big and too big for Koyama to take home. What if we try to reach out to them with Jeeves? Presumably they're related somehow. Um, Maybe we can come in peace. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. Clara sets up Jeeves' beacon signal. With the goal of trying to like establish communication. I guess so. Shayna, is that what you want? Yeah, it's kind of contradictory to like what I want, which I guess we don't have to take the Urbots if there's a lot of Ur like like artifacts here. So we don't necessarily need to take the tech um, to like get the payout I want. Um, but just something to like maybe stop them from treating us as hostile. Yeah, is there any way that Jeeves could put out like a white flag signal, like a distress beacon? Not necessarily like direct language communication, but like we come in bees. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if you have like uh, 
kind of experience with Jeeves and like other Urtech, like how they might network or anything like that. The whole point That's is that true. they're like That's true. They're very like <laughs> they're very singular artifacts, right? Like Jeeves is the only one probably any of you have ever closely interacted with before. You're right, you're right. Then I say no. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, they seem to want us to come to them. They're not trying to lure us away. Um, so take a heavy load, press on. Uh, Leo, November, is there anything you want to do before we head out? Probably, like, <laughs> doctor myself <laughs> so that I'm not taking a dice penalty. Sure, yeah. Continuing to treat your jellyfish burns. Yeah, I mean, it's band-aid solutions really because um, I haven't had time to, to do anything so it's just like I don't know pain management or whatever mm-hmm. okay one of those is a six so do we treat that as a, a lower level is it the idea yep cool and Leo uh, in the time that Clara was setting up the interface with the USB, you did hear back from Mosh and you do understand him to be in position um, some clicks out of Atmo of this origin site. Do I have to be concerned about like him getting tractor beam too? Is it a safe distance from it as far as I can tell? Hard to say for certain. It seemed like the tractory beam thing was a bit of a function of the USB, which you don't know that Mosh has one. Okay, so uh, I think I should I think it should be fine based on the information that I have right now. That's fine. And your captain has ordered you to head out. Order's an order. Okay. You suit up and descend from the houndstooth. I guess we're still leaving Ox behind, although this feels very uh, like a weird place to leave her, but I guess you want someone on the ship. Constant need a getaway driver. I could always leave Quincy behind to be the getaway driver. I was going to say, yeah. Um, I assume Quincy and Jeeves are... One of them's coming, at least. Definitely Jeeves. Definitely Jeeves. <laughs> Do you want to swap out Quincy for Ox this time? Ox can come. Whatever. If she wants to, she can do whatever she wants. Okay. This time Ox stays is here the whole time, not just at the beginning and the end. Ox suits up for the first time, maybe all campaign. She didn't even, she had a suit packed away. Um, and though she is not much of a fighter, she's willing to take a blaster and uh, tuck it in. And as you all climb down the stairs onto the surface of this planet, November, I think the initial readings coming in on your suit let you know that the Atmo here should be breathable. You don't need to helm it up. Across this barren landscape, uh, there are tufts of long, rough, kind of crunchy looking brown and yellow. Their grasses would be comparable. Um, it almost has a kind of a savanna feeling as you walk across these these tufts and these sort of uh, short valleys and, and trails. This cube is, is smooth. It's inlaid with these nice embossed details um, and it's quite like overpowering in its uh, imposing height and blankness as it bears down on you and you walk toward it. Um, reaching the front of it, there is actually a bit of a kind of awning with a vestibule. There's like an inset of a few feet that you can walk into this cube. And um, at the base of this inset, there's just a flat panel that you think is probably a door and another one of those kind of uh, RSB sized slots. Yeah, I guess we have the key. 
yeah, we don't have anything else that like fits in that slot except for one thing, so I guess here we go. Sure. You plug in this USB and the uh, the door panel just like slides away smoothly. Um, it's a little dusty in here and dark, but it looks to be like a, a clean, dry environment. You step inside. I think you probably all have like goggles or, you know, lights equipped to your helmets, that kind of thing that'll allow you to see at least a little bit. This is a, a large entrance hall. Almost all of the surfaces here are completely smooth and flat. This feels like a you're walking inside this kind of, you know, postmodern sculpture of a building. And uh, in the darkness, a voice echoes out. And um, it's a little bit timid and nervous. The voice says, um, Hello, are you back? Is it a human voice or does it sound a little more like Jeeves? It... Uh, I mean, Jeeves doesn't really sound like a human. This definitely has a, the AI tinge on it. It's got that flavor. Hello? Hello, yes. Um, who are you? We're... Travelers. We stumbled upon this, uh... No, I mean, identify yourselves. My name is Captain Shayna Silver. This is my crew. I don't understand. What don't you understand? Where, where are you? Why aren't you talking to me? Can you hear me? Hello? No, not you. Me? No. Hello? What? Hello? Who are you looking for? Identify yourself now. Okay, I assume we're all gonna say our names. Wait, what was Clara's last name? You, I think, almost never gave her one. Okay, my name is Clara. It's a mononym. <laughs> I'm, I, there has to be some mistake here. You're not who I'm looking for. Who are you looking for? Are you... No. You... Are you humans? Is this a problem? Are you live humans? Well, four out of five. I mean, five out of six. Oh, oh. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, Nero's not gonna like this. Um, uh, you should get- no, don't get out. No, stay- um, uh, go to the wall now, please. Now, now, right now. Go to the wall. That's worrisome. Clara goes. I'm waiting for you all. So, is no one- sorry, is no one- is no one gonna tell the disembodied voice about, um, the robot that we've got with us? Yeah, true. Clara asks Jeeves to ask the robot. Explain what's happening. Jeeves, um, when you pick him up, does not seem, like, uh, expressly confident or, like, aware of what's... He, like, he doesn't clearly doesn't have any more, like, understanding of the situation than you do, Clara. Um, but you encourage him to try to communicate with the voice, and he goes, uh... And, um... On the wall, uh, uh, a small panel, a few inches square, slides open, and there is a little green light pouring through. And now when you hear the voice speak again, it's coming from this light on the wall. First of all, none of you came over to the wall. Second, none of you told me that he was here. So can we rectify at least one of those right now? Not a lot of time, not a lot of time, not a lot of time. Hey, Clara went to the wall. Fine, we could go to the wall. I just didn't trust the wall. Only had to do one of them. The LED on the wall actually looks like it's a, uh, a glass half-dome lens, and you can see something inside it moving, surveying you and taking you all in. Um, 
the voice says, five humans, and uh, will you hold him up? I need a better view. I hold him up, but also he can fly. Yeah. Um, Jeeves seems pretty, like, nervous and uncomfortable that you're pressing him up against this uh, this lens on the wall. He's sort of, like, vibrating lightly in your hands. That's his equivalent of shivering. Oh, Clara says, sorry, buddy. Uh, and this voice says, why do you have Andaris? Everyone calls him that. Or I've seen him called that. What? This is Jeeves. Who, who is he to you? He's... He's Andaris. He's, he's one of us. Why can't he speak? He can speak. He just spoke to me. What are you talking about? Jeeves gives a, a nervous, trepidatious, like... Um, and this voice is... This isn't funny, uh, and you are in a lot of danger here, so uh, I need you to undo whatever you've done to Andaris, and then we can proceed here as safely as possible. What's the danger we're in? Mira. That doesn't mean anything to us. She's, need- she does not like new humans. Like you, here, now. I'm, I'm going to have some hubris. I'm going to be like, well, no offense, but... Uh... If it's just a cute little bot like you, I'm sure we'll be all right. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to say to that. That's pretty offensive. Clara says, look, we appreciate you trying to help us, but Jeeves and Dari's was like this when I found him. So if you know how to make him speak like you, that might help us proceed safely. Uh... Okay, we need to go to diagnostic, I guess. Oh. oh, okay, I think she's here. A few things happen at once. The lights in this massive uh, entrance hall burst onward. Um, the inside is lit with this same kind of emerald green light that is the signature of precursor artifacts that you've seen across the sector. Uh, next to this LED, another kind of flush silent door slides open. And in the far end of the room, now that it's well lit, you can see two uh, two robots stepping forward from the shadows of a hallway deeper into this complex. They are precursor builds like Jeeves, but they're clearly built to be a lot more aggressive. Their legs are reversed, so they can like run and jump super fast, and it looks kind of creepy, like their knees bend backwards. Ew. And yeah, like a well, not like cre- like a dog or like a cat. Or whatever. Yeah, no, um, I figured that's like the cafe, but that's so weird. Oh, I don't like it. Great. Well, me neither. That's why they're there. Um, <laughs> and uh, their arms, one of them ends in like what clearly looks like a multi-tool implement, but the other one ends in what's clearly like a blaster cannon. And um, one of them raises and uh, an emerald green pulse of light charges in the barrel and shoots out wildly, hitting the the wall a few feet above your head. The voice on the LED panel says, I'd like you to run now. We run, or I run. He he urges you deeper into the complex of the doorway he just opened. And this doorway opens into a twisting labyrinth of hallways. And every few seconds, another panel on a distant wall pops open and the, the voice chimes and says, no, over here, uh, no, let's go back, let's take a left. And it's this complete dizzying journey as he guides you deeper and deeper. You can also tell you're going down further into the earth. Uh, 
down ramps and short, tight, twisting corridors until a another door opens and the voice says, Okay, catch your breath in here and here and here. And he leads you into a small room and the door melds shut behind you. This looks like it is a workshop of some kind. Everything, again, is just like a single piece of this white uh, plastic just molded into a, a single kind of room object except for a big kind of pedestal in the center of the room that also glows with this green light. And once again, a panel slides open on the wall and the voice is heard and it sounds a little calmer and he says, okay, I'm really sorry about that. I was not expecting this or you uh, and neither was Nira and Nira's probably upset and I'm sure you have a lot of questions, but I think we'll be safe to talk in here for at least 10 minutes before she finds us, kills us. Who are you? My name's Fox. It's a, it's a, I don't know, but a pleasure. It's very interesting to meet you today. I like you, Fox. Thanks for not killing us. Don't, not trying to, don't want to, would love to not. I really appreciate that about you, Fox. Um, can you tell me a little bit about where we are and who you are and who Nira is? Right. I bet all of that was um, rather alarming, wasn't it? Somewhat. Okay, well, uh, uh, you know, da 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 da, da uh, trumpets, and welcome to Haven, the home of, uh, I believe you call us the Precursors. Uh, so, you know, kind of uh, no longer really home for most of us, as you can probably tell, pretty empty around the outside, but uh, there are still two of us here and we are uh sort of meant to watch over this place and keep it safe for the return um only nira has not been handling it well for the past one two thousand years the return is that are all the robots expected to come back here is that what that means I mean, at least one, ideally as many as we can get that survive once they find somewhere. Somewhere? You know, somewhere somewhere habitable, somewhere we can live. Aren't you robots? What, what does habitable mean to you? Well, we're not going to say robots. What does that mean? Oh, right. Okay, so you don't know about the return. Um, it's been a few thousand years. Um, what did they teach you guys in school about us? Nothing. Oh, really? I mostly learned how to fly planes. No, 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 okay, none of you. Well, scholarship, it's a virtue, I'm told. There was a disaster uh, on, a, on a galactic scale. In this part of the sector, a few thousand years ago, there was a previously unimaginable surge of way energy. It destroyed multiple planets. Uh, thousands were killed. Many more left homeless, scattered, forced to fight each other for any hope of finding a habitable territory in which to settle. Space travel wasn't as advanced back then. We didn't have the entirety of Procyon Sector in our grasp, but we did have very advanced, by your standards, robotics technology. Uh, we never worked. We never wanted for anything. We had mechanical servants who attended to all of our needs, and they weren't quite AI in the sense that I think that you are familiar with, but uh, 
it was something fairly close. Here on Haven, we thought we were pretty set to survive until the way surge came for us too. It was... It's hard to tell you what it felt like when the sky would change color at a moment's notice and flicker with light and fill your heart with dread and fear. We had several options. Our leaders wanted to try to escape, find new locations in the galaxy we could settle, and hopefully manage to outrun this thing or figure out how to combat it. I mean, how do you combat the natural loss of the universe, of course, but we needed a plan for survival, and it was one of our chief engineers who developed the technology. You call them, and me, I guess, urbots, but I don't know if that's very accurate, scientifically. We're not really bots, we're, we're just ur. You used to be human? I think of myself as a human. You know? And a nice one. Then why are you trying to... Well, sorry, not you. Why is the other one trying to kill its fellow humans? Well, I would say that I have done a better job of maintaining my mental composure over the... Again, can't stress this enough. Thousands of years we have been asked to watch over this facility and prepare for the return. Nira... Nira was not as strong as I was. She is convinced that humans have been slaughtering urbots and harvesting them. I don't think that that's necessarily true or false. I mean, I don't think you guys necessarily realize what you're working with, but anything less than the complete return of all 712 at once uh, is not going to make her happy. She is paranoid. She's delusional. She's convinced that anyone who approaches Haven is here on a course to destroy us and wipe out the precursors once and for all. It's been heavy. Clara turns to Jeeves. I know there are more pertinent things right now, but she says, you're human? So, Andaris doesn't remember. I say that to Vox. It seems like he doesn't... I don't know. I mean, we thought we were going to be searching in these bodies for decades, centuries. It was a it was a measure to preserve our people and make sure we had the best chance at possible at reclaiming a new territory, but no one was meant to stay inside these bodies for thousands of years. Can you imagine? Again, can't emphasize it enough what that might do to a person in their mind. Especially, I mean, I don't think you guys have bad intentions, but I don't know what you're doing to his tech. Are you modifying him, rebooting him? Any of the robots out there, they, they weren't meant for it. I think if people found them and just treated them like toys or like pets, then it's possible there might have been some damage done to his circuitry. But that's why I took us to diagnostic. I, I mean, I'm happy to figure it out. I would love to have Andaris back in our company. Clara looks at Shayna. It's your call. It's your, your friend. He won't... If... If we're able to restore him, I don't know if he'll be the the Jeeves that you uh that you No, know. I know. Let's take him to diagnostics. Okay, just um just set him on the pedestal here. Uh I think I should be able to get a connection going. 
I set him down. Is there any hope of you all becoming human again? Well, there is a protocol built in. It was based on, obviously, the return being successful. Uh, the bots are supposed to come back here, receive new forms, and then head out to wherever they need to uh, to settle. So, um, no Urbots have ever been brought back here. It's a little discouraging. Uh, so, I've never seen the protocol run myself, but, I mean, Theoretically, it's possible, and it's what's supposed to happen. Well, let's run the diagnostics, but... If you can turn Jeeves back into a human, and yourself... I think... I think you should. And... I mean, I can help you look for the other Urbots to turn back to. But what about the return? I don't think it's gonna happen at the rate of 1712 at once, but... I'm sure we could wrangle down a few more. Where would we live? Where would we go? Where's our civilization? I mean, you'd have to start again. But you're human. Humans are exceptionally good at surviving somewhere. That's, that's what we've done. This is how we've survived this long. There's not many places to go that there's no one already there you would be stuck joining the rest of us what's so bad about that this doesn't seem like what they've intended i i don't have a problem living among new humans but you're right it's not what was intended we weren't meant to be at this this long we didn't know this galaxy was going to be settled in the blink of an eye it's not it's not what we were prepared for but i don't know i don't know if it's my decision to make but i can help you with andaris at least and um the light in the base of the pedestal starts to flare um jeeves is like a cat being taken to the vet <laughs> he's like <laughs> Why are you putting me on this thing, Mom? What is happening? What is this guy going to do to me? Um, you can hear his, his loose bolts rattling around as he kind of uh, spins in a little anxious circle. Um, a, a column of light kind of extends from the base of this pedestal to the ceiling of this room, and Jeeves floats up into the center of it. Uh, he's no longer shivering and shaking. He's spinning quite softly and fluidly like a planet in orbit. Fox says, Okay, um, he's in really good shape. You, you did a good job taking care of him. Uh, Clara, he said. So I don't think we'll have any problems here. Let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. I found it. Um, you, you guys might want to uh, cover your eyes for a second. The uh, lines, the the green glowing lines of Jeeves' circuitry embossed on the exterior of his shell suddenly glow brighter than you've ever seen, flooding the room with this, this bright emerald light that you can feel even behind your hands pressed over your eyes. And uh, after a second of Jeeves making this very kind of high-pitched stress, <laughs> He lands softly on the pedestal, and he looks up at you, Clara, and he says, 
Is this Andari's now or Jeeves? The uh, voice synthesizer starts to adjust, and as he talks, his voice uh, slowly deepens from one that I can't do regularly into one that I can do regularly. This is Andari's, sir. I can feel it re- returning. Yes. Yes, yes. Hello. I'm... I'm very happy to meet you like this, Clara. Clara says, this is what you wanted, right? I didn't want to make the choice for you, I just thought... Uh, yes. Yes and no. It's... It was hard to to sustain the walls of my consciousness over that time. Being without a body, being without true eyes, true hands, a beating heart, it it erodes your ability to connect to yourself as a being. And it becomes quite easy over the centuries to allow the, the collapse of your mind. It is though I went to sleep for a very long time, and Jeeves was a part of my mind that was at the surface, was present. And Jeeves loves you very much, and he's very grateful for the good care you took of him. And he tried very hard to keep you safe when he could. But you're not him anymore. I am him. He's a part of me, but we're not the same person, if that makes any sense. It does. I know that it means saying goodbye to him, and I'm sorry. Do you want to be human again? In your human body? I th- I think I would. I think more than anything, I want to be able to feel my mind and my body again. Clara looks at Shayna with desperate eyes and says, Please... Will you, and the rest of the crew, please help me bring these people back? I would love to. Uh, is that is that sustainable for us? Can we do that? Why not? I mean, we can't get them all back, but maybe a couple? Maybe a few of them, and then they can go out and bring back a few and <laughs> turn them back too? I mean, I... I told you before, Leo, that we're just, you know, these insignificant little lives, these little dots. The galaxy is so big. I mean, how often do you get a chance to do something like this that's actually good? And then when you die, you can say you did something good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to agree. These sands of time keep running out for myself and, uh, this feels like a bit of a gift to be able to make a difference at the end. So you're saying if we do this, you'd stick around? Sounds like a big job. Sounds like it might take a while. 
one last job that lasts forever. Forever. We got him. <laughs> Fox pipes up and he says, this, this is a big conversation and there are many stakeholders involved. I want to know why you did come here if it wasn't about the return. Does Shayna have an answer? I don't want to step on your toes and, and be the only one in this conversation. Yeah, the answer is unfortunately not such not we don't have we didn't have lofty uh great intentions. We thought we could get some Urtech and maybe sustain ourselves a bit longer. We still could. Maybe not even Urtech, some people pay big money even for weird floor uh, the, the, the the plasticky bird thing so if i could just get like a fork i don't know you you don't need to be bashful or embarrassed that doesn't offend me i don't you think that i of all people understand that you are trying to do what you need to do to survive survival is not easy and it's not guaranteed especially in a place like this i commend you for trying to keep yourself and this crew sustained captain and i would be happy to to why don't we call it a a mutually beneficial arrangement i would love to see andaris restored it is so good to hear his voice and feel the presence of another one of my society. And you've given me a great gift by doing that. And I would be happy to return the favor. There is on this site um, a vault, some provisions for any who returned. And it's clear to me that that won't be many or anytime soon. And uh, if we have Andari's back, he was quite the, the clever inventor, honestly, he could, uh, help rig us up some new things, and I'm not worried about that. You can take what you need, and I'm sure it will leave you comfortable. And we will restore Indaris. Perhaps he can help restore others. We can collect more. I won't force you into any agreement. It's a, it's a, as I said, a big conversation, but bringing Indaris back here is, is a miracle and you should not go uncelebrated for performing it. Clara looks at Andaris again and says, I understand there is an impending goodbye coming, but would you help us with this? Just stay with me for a little while longer. Of course I would, Clara. And I have not made up my mind as to any course of action. It feels as though I have been woken up from a very long sleep. I will help you, and together we will figure out what is best for everyone. And then I guess she looks at November, because they're the only one who has not said yes yet. And expectedly, I wait for the final holdout. November says... um... Well, I'm certainly not one to leave people to suffer, no matter what their body looks like or how 
separate. Their minds are not. I can't can't pretend to understand any of this. Um, and uh, you know, we um, as much as we're lucky that we found this place first. Uh, you know, I. You know, you know the hegemony's on our tail, right? Like we we don't have a lot of time to be celebrating miracles or whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, well, Nero wants to kill us. The hegemony wants to kill us. Koyama wants to kill us. Maybe we could cancel those things out. I mean, do you think Nero could be reasoned with? There's no reply from Fox. Is our time up. It's the end of the ten minutes. <laughs> Did you just ask if I could be reasoned with? <laughs> the light flashes again. A shrill sing-song voice erupts from the LED panel in the room, and it says, You have invaded our home and stomped upon the sacred ground of Haven, and I can't wait until I kill all of you. Thanks for listening to episode 17 of Houndstooth. We are right at the cusp of the end of our Scum and Villainy campaign, so stay tuned for the finale, which will air in July. If you want to follow our episode releases, be sure to subscribe to the pod on your podcatcher of choice, or follow us at The Realms Cast on Instagram and Twitter. See you next time.